Good morning, welcome to How to Stay Married So Far. Mark is already puffing and panting. There should be a whole series of podcasts about before recording podcasts. <laughs> it should actually. It's just a, a new Maybe we should just let the cameras roll while we're getting ready. Yeah, and I think it would make an entire series that really gives us you know, an insight into our relationship. We always say that about loose women. It's all the stuff around it before we start. It's a much just better so show good. that isn't, not better, but you know, there's another <laughs> yeah, entirely so different show that's... <laughs> Um, well, we thought we'd talk about um, body image. If you, by the way, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe to the channel. If you haven't joined, join. Um, and if you can't stand us, sod off. <laughs> so, um, but we are going to do How to Stay Married About. We've done a lot of this on Confessions of a Modern Parent, our other parenting podcast. And it always goes down very well. And it raises a lot of very emotional sort of stories and uh, thoughts. Um, is body image. Yeah, and... and oh. I, wow, I've had a struggle, a real struggle with body image. And over the last few years, things have really changed for me. And, and the way that I approach the whole ism that I have about it is very different. And I read a lot of stuff about it. I talk to a lot of women about it. But I was saying to Mark this morning, I've never heard anything about body confidence and body image from a couple. Never. I've never read anything about it. I've never heard anyone talk about it. I've never seen anyone on the telly. Well, in relationship to how it runs between the two members of the relationship. Yes. Yeah. And I think part of the reason for that, and this is going to be a very difficult conversation for us, because we have an extremely open relationship. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing at least eight people <laughs> at the moment. We talk about everything. We're great friends mm. as, well as, as well as husband and wife. But we both have a kind of, we are on the spectrum of body dysmorphia, both of us. Absolutely. And we have talked about it more in the last few years than we ever did in the first decade and a half of our marriage that we did. And that's because it's so painful and it's so secretive and it's so personal and it runs so, so deep um, for anyone that has mm. problems with their body image and their body confidence. And I think it's, I, I've often in this podcast spoken about the image that I saw as a child in the 70s. In, I think it was in The Joy of Sex. Mm. And it was a couple. You all know this story because I've told this Is many this times. Is this the bearded man? <laughs> yes, the he was the bearded was, man. Because he gave me my loathing of beards. Yeah. The man in the house. I thought, beards. I don't want... Beards and swinging well, penises. Well, beards and swinging penises, but off. I've always connected, this is a terrible Freudian connection, but I've always connected the beard with the pubic hair because of that book. All I ever saw when I flicked through that book was his beard and his pubic hair. Everyone's going to be looking on eBay yeah, now for an old yeah. book of joy. So we used, should get one, actually. But I used to have nightmares. I used to have nightmares yeah, where a bearded man would come towards me in the dream with a penis hanging out of his chin. <laughs> 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 Truly. Really? It was the most... And he used to... It wasn't like a sexual abuse um, no. know, dream. He was, just, just, he was just hanging around with a dick hanging out of his chin. Well, chin. maybe it was because you were a child and you were looking at his hair and looking at the size of his penis and and, and sort of conflating the two and then... And then, and then inflating the two Inflating as well, the two yeah. and then wondering about your own madness. But it's funny that you should mention that book because it... it I mean, this is a very. Thorough... I really think we should buy one, and we should go through it. I think it and we should. I think we should, talk, well, I think we should do the whole it's thing so because you know, my mum had the lesbian version of that. Oh, 
So there is a, I mean, uh, there is a lesbian version. Well, I suppose that's good, but I mean, that must have been quite hard for you. <laughs> it was so strange. Sad. It was strange. It was strange. But no, but going, I think that's a really interesting point because that book was one of those first moments where you had some barometer on, on what body. sort of normal was because you know even at a young age you thought well this is a guide book of some form so they must be going for the average person. Do you know what mm. I mean? So I think all boys may... So did you try and see his toe because of your problem with your toe? Yeah, I was always worried about it. Yeah, I mean, I, so when we talk about body image... But let me just go back to what, yeah, what yeah. that picture was, sorry, because it's on. not about body, actually. Oh, right. And I have spoken about this before in podcasts, and I probably will in the future, because it was such a striking image to me. And I've always thought about it through all my relationships. And it was the couple sitting either side of a wall. You know this story. Yeah. And... Um, it's over the years of their marriage, this wall is building and the, each brick has a word on it. So it's politics, religion, is that in the book? money, sex. Yeah, and it's oh, sort of four stages of the book. I wasn't looking at the bricks. Yeah, there's four stages of <laughs> classic men and women. I wasn't looking at the bricks and the like, words written on the bricks. No, no, but let me explain. Yeah. So he's sitting this side, she's sitting yeah. this side, and they're sitting each on a chair and they're talking really well, but then the bricks build. Each right. image, there's more bricks the things that they're not no longer talking about until eventually oh. there's a wall and they're both either side not being able to see or wow. to talk to each other. Wow. And it was a really good, really graphic oh, image yeah. that stuck with me from a child to now. And, and you know, I, I think one of the... We spend a lot of time, whether we're on YouTube or podcasts or whatever, berating ourselves and knocking ourselves for all the things that we're not good at and that we want to improve. But I know one thing, we're really, really good communicators and it's, I think it's what, it's a passion in our lives, the way mm. that we communicate with each other and with other people and through our work and everything. But I think when you have a body image problem, um, those are bricks that come up in a marriage mm. and you avoid the conversation like we have for the last decade and a half. As I say, we're talking about it more now. Um, can I just ask though, as we were about to get going, talking about body image, um, I mean, it falls into so many different categories, doesn't it? I mean, it, it intersects things like, obviously weight is attached to body image, uh, lifestyle is, is, is attached to body image, age, set, you know, body image in certain scenarios, whether it be in a public sphere or in an intimate personal sphere, you know, between ourselves, you know, intimately. Uh, whether it be in a bikini, whether it be, you know, all those kind of things. So there, different there are, grades. Different but also grades. there is the, when I look back and I was 36, 24, 36, which was Gina Lollabrigida measurements. Who Gina Lollabrigida? Sophia Loren. Oh, I right. was that and those measurements. What's Gina Lollabrigida? She's a very famous Italian actress. Oh. So those were my measure measurements. So you right. could say in a sense, and it was also Marilyn Monroe's measurements, mm. well, 40 actually. She, but... So you could say, mm. at that time, I had a perfect female body, if you'd like. Mm. But in my head, mm. I was repulsive. But so I was body dysmorphic. So it doesn't even matter whether you're old, whether you're fat, whether you're this, whether you're that. We see enough ver people that we would say, but what do you mean? You're absolutely beautiful. Yeah. How can you think this? So it's, it's the poison in your own mind, the stinking thinking that I learned from you through AA. I love that phrase because it's the stinking thinking. But do you think? Do you think? I, mean, I, I, I think issues around what we consider to be body image. Um, obviously, there's sort of shared ground between being a bloke and being a woman in terms of just the physicality. But there, there's a there's a gulf of differences. You know, an absolute sort of 
you know, just enormous separation between what a man is kind of preoccupied by or with when it comes to their body image. I think for men, if I look back, when we said we were going to discuss this and I look back over all of our, my relationships and how I felt about my body, it's always come from the perspective of strength, masculinity, um, sort of sexual potent, you know, the ability, you know, to look and appear sort of potent, if you like. And I mean that, I, I, no, no, I mean that, but I mean that in the yeah. sense of being attractive in that sort of, Manly you know, way. strong and trying to get a ripped tummy. And, you know, and I was working out, I had, you know, when I look back and I actually think of what was going on for me around the age of 13, 14, just before I had my first relationship. And, and talked, what year would that have been? So that was 83, mm. 84. And, you know, I've talked before that my first ever relationship was a four-year, three to four-year relationship, so it was long. Um, you know, I can look back and think about the reason I went into a long-term relationship was because I did genuinely love the girl. We got on. She was like a, she was an only child. She, you know, there were so many similarities. So there was a real bond and a connection there. But also, if I'm really honest with myself... I think it was also a convenient way not to have to trouble myself with all those worries of repeatedly yes. putting myself in a vulnerable ah, position very with women. Very good point. How many people stay in a relationship yeah. because they can't bear the thought of having to go through all that, yeah. like, oh, skin blistering So if I knew that one person really fancied me or liked me, stay with them. win, yeah. stay with it. So Absolutely. But that, I know, did that too. Did you? Yeah. I think I stayed with people way longer than I wanted mm. to be because... Because I didn't have to have that worry of thinking what, what, and I think sometimes I didn't go for people that I actually maybe liked because I had this body dysmorphia. Mm. And um, what I'd like to say is though, first, nobody ever in my entire life has ever said anything negative to me about Well, I was just about to ask that. Nothing. No man... Every man has always said to me, or the love, I've always had really positive, mm. oh, you're very sexy. I've had that from people, men that just chat to me. I've had that from relationships I've been. I have never, ever had anyone say anything. Or have I, I have never caught an eye and thought, oh, that person's looking at me thinking I look disgusting. Mm. This all goes on in my own head. I'm mm. standing there. I've been standing there all my life with an Uzi machine gun, with a machete, with a whip, with a cat and nine tails. So, so I don't feel aroused. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I have, this is I part have, of what I was going to talk I've about. Pick, I've picked up all the weapons myself. Brilliant. Nobody, right. nobody yeah. has done that to me. So You say that, but I've heard you when we're out and we're in public situations or if we're around pools and stuff like that, you are incredibly self-conscious and worried about what people might be thinking. That's what I mean. It's what people... Yeah. I mean, I've had some stuff done in the press, definitely. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I got... Years ago, I got photographed and and they actually said, um, how dare... How dare she go on the beach in a bikini? Mm. And I was, I was fat at that time. I have gone up and down all my life. And it was absolutely devastating to me. I was absolutely broken, broken-hearted. And... Then there was a terrible massacre in Russia. I don't know if you remember that ages ago. All those children were shot like two days after the article came out. And I just what and I just went, oh my God, how dare I have these feelings? Mm. I hadn't gone to therapy in those days, you see. Mm. So I just suppressed them. I thought you were... So, and then I turned another nastiness to myself. Oh, you shallow 
fucking horrible mm. woman you're going on and on to you're mm. hurt by this and these children have been mm. murdered you're shallow of course not understanding that i had a mental health condition right. i was really really warped and that the papers doing that was just like oh my god everything that i've thought and everything that i felt is true mm. you know well you um, see i mean going back to going back to when i was younger i mean i Although I was in one relationship, I was a maniacal bodybuilder at the age of 13, That's 14. why you've got those weird stretch marks. That's why I've got stretch marks on my back, and it's why it's the joke is I'm 5'10", but should have been much taller because my granddad was six foot whatever and my dad was six foot whatever. And I for sure affected my physicality because of this. It's probably my first addiction, proper, proper addiction, oh, I didn't know that. was bodybuilding. And if I look back really? at it... Really? Like talking, how bad? Well, I was talking to my mum about it to the point that you know how unhappy I was in the house that I was in with my mum's girlfriend. Mm. And... Uh, Every day I'd come home and I had barbells and everything and I would do them in the morning before I went to school and I would do them in the evening, even if she was in the same room because it was a tiny house. And it was just a given that I would do them. And I, you know, there's a photo somewhere of me down at my grandparents kind of doing a sort of pretend stupid bodybuilder. And it, I'm seriously like, it's abnormal, the muscle tone for the age of the child. See, and see, and people could look at you and go, oh, wow, look how fit, look yeah, how well, yeah. look how healthy you are. And actually, place so often, when people look yeah. like that, it's, it's quite a different thing going yeah. on. So I did that. So that, but at an early age, the idea of having a muscular body was my kind of insurance policy that at least when it got to the point of taking my clothes off in any situation with any woman or in any public situation, say swimming baths or whatever on holiday, um, I wouldn't, f you know, I was trying to stave off shame or worry. Or so was there something in your body that you were trying to hide, like... My big toe. Yeah, so you thought, <laughs> if, if I really build this up, then yeah. they won't notice that I mean, I'm it's a, shorter it's... <laughs> or that I'm... I mean, was there... No, what I was never your... short. No, what was your body dysmorphia? Where was it? Um, or was it the whole of you? It was the whole of me, and it always yeah. has been. I mean, I've never liked myself, and so I think it was a sort of over. It was an overall attempt. It was an overall attempt. I mean, the funny story that always runs. I do remember when I was younger. I've got this bad toenail that grows bad, and uh, it has done ever since I was a baby. I was born with it, and it, and it and it grows, and then it comes off, and then it grows back in the same way. And I do remember at a very young age thinking, absolutely bricking it, thinking shitting hell you know you'd watch a film like nine and a half weeks or something and i'd be thinking okay i can i can do that i can do that i could do that with the ice i could what the fuck do i do when she gets to my toe what the fuck do i do how do i and so i would craft ways on the bed of getting undressed and keeping my foot on the floor <laughs> i love it my, yeah keeping my toe turned over and all that kind of stuff i mean it's ludicrous obviously and then i saw something where there was foot fetishism or someone was licking about i was thinking oh my god what if she wants to kiss my tip and i was you know so we all have those parts of the body but that wasn't the overwhelming feeling was one of total dissatisfaction with self a total disbelief that anyone would want to be with me so i felt that by physically enhancing myself that, at the very least, in a classic sort of bloke fashion, that box is ticked. And I've spent most of my adult male life, if I'm honest, really struggling with trying to return to something like that. That will sound It's funny because you, you saw a picture of yourself, didn't you, in Ibiza? Uh, yeah, I posted it on Instagram. And, and no, but it's so interesting because you, you, you were like, you were out of sorts for a couple of days afterwards because you loved that photo and you wanted to get back to that photo. But I remember that being one of the saddest times in our relationship. Right. You know, you'd come out of... Um, rehab. Rehab. I was in a total mental state myself. I wasn't in a good place at all. Mm. 
and um, you were on the Atkins diet and you were eating only meat and nothing else and of course you'd given up alcohol mm. and you were really, I really, really struggling with your mental health. But hey, you were thin. I know. And so so the you... photo looks great and you're there by the pool and you just... We were talking about this on Loose Women the other day. It literally is just literal body image. Body image. Image of body. We were talking about this just on Tuesday with uh, Denise Welsh on Loose Women. And she was saying, we were talking about body image. And she was saying, you know, at a time, she said, when I gave up drinking, when I gave up all of that, I put on two stone. Mm. Um, And because she replaced drink with food for a bit. But she said, I was so happy. I was mm. content. I was so relieved I've given up alcohol. I was this lovely husband, really good marriage. And she said, but you could see people looking at me like I was unwell. Now she said, when I was really thin, she said I was self-medicating the whole time with all mm. sorts of stuff. She wasn't eating. She was had a lot of depression. Mm. But she said, all the photos, all the images are of like, who am? Mm. Because we do tie to it success and and, mm. and a, and, a, and, and the perfect life, when, when the body is looking... But one person's perfect is another person's horrific anyway. The whole thing is so fucked but when up. I, as soon as I start to talk about it, I want to pull my hair yeah. out. I want to pull my teeth out. I mean, so sorry, I, I, mean I feel like I've kind of hogged the limelight a bit talking about that. The f- f- last final point I just want to make about that early relationship, because I, I think it's really in- interesting, because you have talked a lot about it, and I'm just curious to know where you were at around that age, because I remember being really hurt and not knowing how to deal with it, despite being brought up by feminists and all that. Because I just don't think even in feminism, body image thing wasn't, it wasn't such a thing in the mid-80s. It was well, I was just... going to say, that's why I'm really surprised you were feeling like that in the 80s. Why? Because I didn't, I didn't think, I thought, you know, and obviously it's ludicrous of me, but I thought really oh. the problem with men and their body image was really, has really been over the last five, eight well, I'll years. Well, I'll tell you why that is. I'll tell you and why Instagram. But I'll tell you why that is, because I had kind of a curious insight and access to the male gay gay culture because of my mum's friends and the world worlds which we went in and they were incredibly body conscious, body conscious. Ah, yeah. so it was being fed to so you in a weird way i think i was getting some of it from there yeah absolutely ah, um wow. so like my mum's friends at work and stuff like that but the... actually guys if you have um children please listen to our podcast confessions of a modern parent on body image because we talk mm. a lot about how how we are around our children affects mm. our children oh, yeah, by absolutely. osmosis you just yeah. got no idea but, so, um, but yeah. I remember my first girlfriend, Jane, and she, you know, she had, she was a beautiful shape. I thought she was very attractive. And yet she would be bullied mercilessly. Or no, in fact, she wasn't bullied mercilessly. I remember we used to go clubbing with friends. No, no, hang on. But she was aware of it, she told me afterwards, but it wasn't happening directly to her. My friends would say to me, would constantly comment on the size of her bottom and say it was too big and say it looked really good. And I felt such pain. Pain. But shame as well. I felt by because I felt that my friends were saying, "You don't know a girl. You don't. You haven't even got a girlfriend with a nice ass." And da da da. And I, I hadn't. Wow, I, yeah, but I hadn't looked at her in that prejudging way. And then it was a weird, weird. I'm trying to be really confessional here, but it was a weird moment where I think peer pressure turned me off wow. her physically. That's a dangerous. I almost wonder if we should put that bit out because. I, when when the girls talk to me about this stuff and I say, oh, that's not the case. Mm. And the girls say, because with things like TikTok... Don't forget, it was, it was 84 and I loved her to be. No, no, and... no, I know, but what I'm saying, not, not your fault, I'm saying 
how awful that that is what boys do to boys. Because this is what the yeah. girls say to yeah. me that boys yeah, do yeah. to boys. I go, no, they don't. But then, you know, they the girls were showing me TikTok and, you know, these girls on TikTok. Um, and then the comments that the boys make underneath about these girls. Mm. Mm. Wow. So that is true. That is what I'm Well, doing. yeah, no, but I, but I also remember feeling incredibly protective. And I also remember thinking, and, and so slowly body image became a thing. And... You know, the only other big notable for me in my relationships, which I'll talk about in a bit, was very much about my own physicality. And in a sense, when I look back at my life and body image in relationships, I just see myself, I always see myself as at my optimum when I was 17, 18. And I just see myself on a very slow, slow descent. Well, you know, With that's kind of true. You know, yeah. we we were only young once, yeah. and um, but you you do a really good job of keeping fit and keeping mm. well, and you look great for your age. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's like I did a live the other day on this. I did a live Q and A on body image, and somebody said to me, "I just don't know what to do. I'm so sad. You know, I don't think I'm ever going to have a flat stomach. My stomach is really squidgy and pudgy." And I said, "Accept it. Mm. If you're how old are you? If you're 35 and you've never had a flat board flat board stomach." probably never going to you know and that's okay just start to love it find a way to love it and I do I squidge my stomach now and I go "Mm, mm, but it's taken me a life it's taken me a lifetime to get tell us about your earlier sort of experience I mean you okay so I hear that you were very lucky and that you had no one or not lucky you chose you chose well you know partners who were very sort of constructive and positive about your body but presumably, if uh, but, that... But, but was, I, was I choosing partners that were right for me, or was I choosing partners... That would... That just adored me. And also... Because that was easier. And also, even though they adored you, how did your own self-issues with your own body image impact on your, say... I'm not, I'm not going into the nitty-gritty, but into your own attitudes to intimacy and what have you, because I've got strong opinions on where we're at and where I think I'm been. very secretive, because mm. I don't mm. like my um, body... And I think I've always been like that. And I've always been, well, and other things, you know, there's other things. Life is complicated. Life was complicated for me a long time ago. But Mm. so I'm very um, protective of myself. And I think that low self-esteem is, I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm very, very blessed that my low self-esteem didn't cause me to choose unkind people Mm. because I know there'll be listeners here that do that have Mm. that have and I you know I try and talk to the girls a lot about self-esteem because I know how pivotal that is how important that is when they're choosing Mm. when choosing choosing partners and in fact does anyone with low self-esteem really choose a partner or do they go with somebody that really likes them? And that's what I say to Maddie. Mm. I said, make sure you ask yourself the question. I said, because I don't meet many grown women that when I say to them, have you ever actually really chosen somebody that you liked? Mm. Or have you just liked somebody that liked you? Mm. It stops people in their tracks. So listener, ask yourself that question. Mm. You know, and uh, Maddie was like, and I know Maddie couldn't really fully absorb it at 17, but it will come to her many mm. times through her life. She'll think about that conversation that I had with her. Because it's an important distinction. Because um, I'll, I'll tell you something which I think is an important contingent of this whole conversation. Um, obviously, we were younger. But I found and felt, and obviously as you get older, one's appetite, and you, you're in a relationship, and the honeymoon period kind of goes. But I've noticed that when we were sort of, you know, in our earlier years, you were 
far more willing to sort of let your body be seen, so to speak. Whereas I noticed over no, the... No, I don't think so. Well, no, no, no. I but, don't think so. No, I, think no, I've but, got, but, I think I've got better. I was much worse. No, but, the, no, but one can, can sort of, you know, contingent part of that was the fact that alcohol helped. And I think... Since been <laughs> a, no, no, no. And I think alcohol does help. It helped me. It helps well, everyone, doesn't it? Does it? Anyway, I don't mean help. And I'm certainly not saying that it helped you or I necessarily, though it did with me just have meaningless flings and all that kind of stuff. But it takes away those inhibitions, even with someone that you fancy or like and you want a relationship with. Having a drink, and I think this happens a lot in relationships, that a lot of women and I think more men Something than you like think. Something like 80% of people have, have issues with their body. Yeah, yeah, no, but what I'm saying is that even innovation. within long-term relationships, a lot of people watching this will probably only ever feel comfortable in making themselves vulnerable enough to be intimate and be seen by their partners when they've had a few drinks. And that's where I think... I think that's an under sort of estimated mm. or under evaluated reason why a lot of us drink, not just in the blind binge drinking of in the pub, but we drink within our homes. I think mm. it is a, a lubrication of sorts to get us to a place of feeling, I don't want to be thinking about my body. I don't want to be thinking if he thinks this or she thinks that. And so consequently, we drink in order to just kind of soften the... And you know, there's whole nations that look at us when we're talking like this and say, what the hell are you talking about? My German friend just doesn't know what we're talking about when we have these discussions. Because in Germany, you're naked, you can, you can just be naked I've in never, front of everyone. No, we no, just no. don't have that nudity. Now, with that mm. being said, I, as a child, didn't like nudity, the perfunctoriness oh, right. of it. Yeah. And that caused a very, like... Certain hard wiring in me. Mm. I didn't like it, mm. and I still don't. Not just body image. I just don't like. I like to feel naked. Don't get me wrong, and to be able to feel that, and just like not feel all the pressure of like hating my body. Like you know, I for all my life I never looked at myself in the mirror, and now that I and now I do. You know, mm. if I have a shower, I will make myself stop and look at myself in the mirror, and it's fine. You know, the world doesn't stop turning, and I'm not like the green-eyed monster. Yeah. But I still, like, if somebody, like, if we were the sort of couple, if you were the sort of man that would just, like, come down and make your tea nude. Ooh, oh, well, I can't. No. Well, but do you know why I can't stand I that? I don't like that. It's the man that. in the bloody book with the dick coming out of his chin. Yeah, I don't like And I never did. As a child, I mm. never liked it. Funny, My parents that. were very easy with nudity, and I uh, and I, di I did it. Mm. Not, not like in a horrible, like, oh, my mum was no, 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 no. But I just didn't. It was just something about me that just felt... Just, I think, even if I'd been born in Germany, the exact same person, yes. just for me, and maybe it's my Arabness, but I just like, I like that something about it isn't like on show the whole time. Like yeah. a nudist speech is like the worst thing I could possibly, even if I'm totally dressed, I do not want to see people's bits jumping about. But, I, but going back to this, I'm going to push it back a little bit more. I, 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 you never truly accept when I say I think you're attractive, because I find you incredibly attractive. No, I do I, accept it. I do you, accept you, that you do. But it's not about you. No, it's no, about, I do I accept it? Mm. That's the trouble. I have no doubt in my mind that you think that I'm beautiful and that you love me and that you fancy me and all of those things. I have no doubt. Mm. I have no doubt. But if only it was that simple. It's like you have so much doubt. But I feel like like I say every single day, I say to you, you look great every single day. And yet you would have it that I don't say that to you. But it's because you can't hear it. I can say it, but like the true case of falls on deaf ears, isn't it? It's like it falls on deaf ears. Well, what about that sort of situation where, you know, we've talked about this before and I'm flagging this up as, as, a, as a kind of 
I don't know if anyone else will relate to this detail, it's a curious one. So I feel like I'm at a particular place. I can get myself to a place of where I feel physically better about myself. I think, oh, I'm looking better, you know, now is that moment. Last time I did Joe Wicks, Joe Wicks, you are sensational for me, feeling confident in the bedroom, but, no, 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 but, here's, and it's a big but. Shake, you're shaking the camera. And, and it's a big but. You've talked about this before, and I'm kind of teeing this up for you to go at, but whenever I've got myself to a place of feeling physically more confident and thereby theoretically in my stupid, very simple male head, more attractive. I always ergo think that will lead to you finding me more attractive, being more insatiable. No, 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 I know. I being more that all no, the no, time. no, 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 hang on. I'm, I'm just getting to the point I'm trying to make. You find me more insatiable. That all makes sense. You're, you're right. But what happens is I put up a barrier because I then block it, don't I, in some way? Because totally. I. Totally. Yeah, no, and I'm saying, I'm giving you no, this I'm for agreeing. free. I'm agreeing. Um, and I'm saying, what is it that happens there? Because as I, you know, it's almost like I want to get to a place of feeling more attractive, that you want me more, that I'm kind of absent, that I would, I'd be happy for you to run your hand down my, my abs, and it would go, doom, 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 rather than, <laughs> and I'm like, as soon as I get to that place, but then suddenly my body image might be all right. Exactly. Well, because that is that addictive thinking. I mean, look at you now. Look in that t-shirt, right? Look at you. You look perfect. Yeah, and all I'm seeing is the bag under my eyes. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. So it's why does the woman who goes on the diet and is doing really well and then gets to the last ten pounds and stops and starts to eat again and go up and go back up the scale again? It's the stinking thinking. It's the addictive behaviour that we so many of us have. I have it just as much as you. Yeah. It's like the other day, one of our daughters came down and was really worrying about something that, that, that actually she didn't need to be worrying about because it's so far off. And I said to her, I suggested to her that today there was nothing else to worry about. So you came back to, you searched for something mm -hmm. and it gave me, oh my God, it took me back. Out of the blue, I had an epiphany and I remembered at 10 years old, saying to my mum, and in those days, of course, there was no discussions mm. about what was going on with your mental... I remember saying to my mum, mum, I get really worried. When I can't remember what I'm worrying about, I get panicked and I have to find something to worry about. I was talking about anxiety mm. then. Mm. And my mum was like, because it was the 70s, oh, don't be silly. Yeah. And that was it. And that was it done with. And and it was interesting, because then our daughter, the next day when I said, how are you finished? Oh, I think I just didn't know what I was, what to worry about, Mum. I thought, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like I once had this shrink and he said to me, anxiety is your familiar place. So it's a familiar... And I was like, what do you mean? No, it's not, no, it's not. No, no, he said, no, 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 no. No, it is. And you will get panicked when you can't find it mm. and you will want to get back to that, like... Da, 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 well, because da, da, da. it releases a hormone. That's because it's that beat. No, and it's familiar. And when yeah. it goes, it's yeah. like having the carpet taken out yeah. from underneath you. So that familiar beat for yeah. you has gone. So you've moved it to your eye yeah. bags or you've moved it to your yeah. whatever. You know, you've moved it this morning because somebody said you looked old on Instagram. Mm, mm. So there you are, looking amazing. You've worked your arse out off. You've got thick hair. I mean, most people of your age would slice your throat for that. <laughs> you sat there in a T-shirt that could easily be but mutton, look, but it's not. And you're worrying because somebody said that you looked 50. Well, and you are a man with two first-class degree, first degrees, you know, a... a you know, a stint in rehab with 24-7 
um, counselling, you've had excellent counselling, you've had excellent CBT. This shit is complicated. Mm -hmm. You know, it's incredibly simple, but it's incredibly complicated. And it's not as easy for any of us to just go, put yourself together. Be grateful for what you've got. So do 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 you think there are more problems regarding body image for women versus men in a relationship I, I think I think they just go unsaid amongst men I think when I see well I of... can't know because I don't know what men think well, see um... I've always thought it's more complex for women because women's bodies are held up more we see more of them but men we give see up on their bodies everywhere mm. we see butts everywhere we sell everything by mm. with a woman's body mm. so it's just not the same now over however long Instagram's been up and running we've got a very different situation because we are seeing a lot of so-called perfect, perfect. Yeah. I don't like that word. But when I see when I see men on sort of like the football terraces and stuff like that and you see the beer guts and you see this sort of, you know, this this drift that happens in a lot of men. And I'm, I'm going to relate this to a, a moment in a relationship. I won't name the relationship, but I had a relationship with a, a woman and she made a big thing when we were first together of the fact that the boyfriend before me was a body, was a weightlifter, was a bodybuilder, incredibly ripped and what have you. Um, God, I bet that was good for you. It was horrendous. And, and I remember one time I was in a cinema, sort of watching a film, she put her hand on my stomach. And she said, oh, you're putting on the weight there, aren't you? And I went, I didn't say anything. Uh, but to be fair, she might have been saying that because you were drinking a lot. Might have been, might have been. But I saw a photograph <coughs> of myself at that time. You were skinny. And I was thinner than, I was as thin as I was in that photograph in Ibiza. No, and, she was trying to get you to stop drinking. Well, I know what girlfriend it was. She was trying to get you to stop drinking. Mm. But you but would have been in denial and you wouldn't me. have wanted that to. That has yeah. stuck with me all Isn't my life. Interesting. All my life. So when you... How so, many girls on, so have when, said when to you how gorgeous you are? On, when you put your hand on my stomach in the car, I am forever taken back to that moment in the cinema. Yeah. Every single time. Well, what I would say is, and this is what we both do, is like now, like if you get hold of me and that's a fat bit, I just let it be, that's a bit. But you put a force field around you. Like, if I put my hand on you, it's like, you, you do, like, you panic. Mm. I feel the panic. Mm. And these are those things. Judgment. If you go back I'm worried to the about big... being judged. I'm worried about however kind of person you are, there'll be an element of you thinking there's a bulge there or there's a, it's not quite as toned there. Or... But what I would say to both of us is that when, when human beings do that to another human being, the other human being goes, what, what, what? Yeah. And it would be something that wouldn't mm. be noticed because it's a person that loves you. Now, I'm saying this exactly to myself as well, mm. not, not just to you. This mm. is what we both do. And if we go back to the beginning of this conversation where we talked about the war, that's, that's a physical mm. war that starts happening. Oh, right, if I go and sit on this person, are they going to feel me here? Are they going to feel me? Well, don't be with that. Mm. You're not ready to be with another person. Mm. That's what I would say. You're not ready. If somebody's listening to this, you're not ready. Work this stuff out if you possibly can mm. before you get in a relationship because you can be really vulnerable. If you haven't got a really kind person, you could be really vulnerable to be being manipulated, I think, because when you show those, those you know, that low self-esteem to somebody, it's very... You, you become very malleable to that person. I never understand those relationships, and I hear them sometimes, I never understand those relationships where there's a kind of currency of dialogue between the two and a couple in front of the kids where they diminish each other's physicality well, in front of them. Somebody said that to us the other day, didn't they, on a live? And they said, their yeah. husband says it to them all the time. And yeah. I was just like... I mean, I could never imagine say, saying in front of the girls, God, you've put a bit of weight on love to you, you know, or you know, something along those lines. I, I just couldn't imagine doing it. Mm. And my granddad would say that. Mm. 
you know, in that accent. Mm. Oh, Phil, you've put a little bit of... And, and, and you, you know, and I... Did he say that to Yeah. Him? He'd say it to his children. Oh, well, you, you know, I mean, Nan would say it, you know. And so there was this kind of accepted thing that you can shame, you can fact shame people. Yeah. And when you hear it within relationships, I, I mean, okay, I mean, okay, I know, no, we're, I know we're a of bit... All those, all those terribly posh women I, I've seen in the gym when I've been having a coffee, you know, and you can see that they are having to keep their bodies to a certain standard yeah. for their... For their oh, I see. For their husband. Oh, right. Yeah. Crikey. But let, let, yes, yesterday, so for example. Stressful. Yeah, no, absolutely. But yesterday, for example, we were photographing you as like a virgin, and you kept. I thought more than you would have. I was surprised you kept apologising. I know you were doing it lightheartedly, but you were apologising afterwards that you didn't match up to the image of. Now, no, but what, I didn't feel bad. No, but it was really funny. But so basically, we were doing a mock-up of yeah. a Madonna cover of Like a Virgin. Go to Nadia's and Mark was getting really excited, and you could see he was going, oh, "Yeah, put it in." And <laughs> but it takes like, me back to the time <clears throat> when I was doing my press-ups and hiding my bad toenail. That's why. <laughs> but actually, it was a really nice kind of sorry when I was going sorry. But this is where we are. This right. is our life. It wasn't like, "Oh my God, sorry, I don't look yeah. like Madonna." It was more. And acceptance now years ago that would have been oh my god he was really disappointed that i wasn't like madonna right, but, right. but where i am now it's not and it's it's really important that people understand i i'm not saying i don't care yes. because i think that's a destructive thing because i do care because yeah. i want to look nice yeah. and, I, and i want to be healthy yeah. and this bit i've still got extra around my belly I do think about diabetes and my heart. Mm. I'm not thinking, oh my God, Mark won't fancy me or oh my God, I won't look like I'm a successful person in my life or my girlfriends will judge me. None of that stuff. It's about where does this take my blood sugar and where does this take my heart? But actually, I feel beautiful. I feel loved. I feel fancied. I feel all those things. And I can say all that, having done a lot of work on my stinking thinking. So if we but it's there. Like you say in AA, my dis-ease is doing press-ups press always. Yeah. Like a couple of days ago, I had a pack of open biscuits there. Could yeah. I bloody stop eating them? No, I yeah. couldn't. So for the next few days, I go into slip into that hating myself a bit. You know, why did I do that? Why did I have those biscuits? Why are going to have the biscuits? Let go of it. Because no. if we could change one thing about each other's attitude to our own body image, what would it be? I think with you, I'd like you to wear less. <laughs> I'd like you to wear less and, and be more adventurous and, and not be at all worrying about how you look. Because I know you do. I, I know you do in, in some, some instances. You are no less than me. Yeah. No, you are no less than me. I'm already, always... I'm already thinking. I went to the mirror last night and I literally sort of pulled up my top and I was looking, thinking, how do I feel about being by a swimming pool or on a beach? I mean, it's. That's very important. Agony. We're coming to summer now. It's agony. And how many women and men, well, and men now, we have to say as well, are dreading the summer. The summer, which should be the summer. You know, we're going to the beach. We're going to Cornwall. Mm. We're going to get in the swimming pool. And although I am now much more confident, I am still thinking, um, right, okay, well, I can't wear that because uh, it won't be nice for the girls to see my, and it won't be nice for Mark to see, it won't be nice. And still, I know deep, deep down, it's not nice. Mm. Do you know what I mean? To show that my legs look like corned beef and I this and my that. So, uh, but I'm going to brave it. But I would say exactly the same to you. I don't want you running around naked though, because I don't like People running around. Around. I don't want to no, she said, "Do you want me to be?" Like, no, well, no, no. But I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, I quite liked you getting ready like like a virgin album. There was something in that that was 
And I wasn't talking about the Madonna side of it. I was quite enjoying your side of it, even right, with the same thing. Uh, okay, um, but right, but anyway. I would say the same. It's like I wish you would just just be, mm. because you never look comfortable. You always feel like you're just hiding a bit, and it just frustrates me for you, like it does for you for me. It's just just don't. Mm. I love you. Just be. Just be calm. Take this one thing that you really don't need to worry about. It's like, who are you worrying about will see you? Everyone. And so the people that don't know you, what are you worried they will think and say about you? Well, often it's because I'm married to you. So, I mean, most people with anyone who's famous in any sort of... I mean, we don't think of you in those terms, but you are, unfortunately. But, and, you know, it's very hard for those around a famous person to not assume that you are only understood as the as the adverb alongside or the pronoun rather as pronoun alongside your name so it's Nadia Sawala's husband and it's Nadia Sawala's kids it's very hard it's a, it's a, it's a part of being in a relationship with with someone like you that is a part that doesn't actually help anyone's self-esteem and so when so it's a really important thing you say there so for example when we've been on holiday abroad in the past just say this briefly, I mean, we're getting to the end. But when we've been on a holiday in the past, I'm not necessarily always just thinking about me. I'm thinking, I don't want those people who know that it's her to be thinking, good God, look at her husband. That's what but I'm but thinking. isn't it ridiculous? It's like well, it me, ridiculous, like but... being a person off the telly and feeling absolutely naked at all mm. times because I can see people taking photographs and I can see mm. people sniggering and I can see people talking. So I've had, an, I've, I've had decades of mm. that. And actually now, this is why I'm so glad that I have done photos on Instagram, that I have been on a billboard in my pants for loose women. And now it's like, do what you will, think what you will, because I've taken the power. And just because I'm off the telly doesn't mean that people can't do that themselves as well. Like, I think it would be a really good thing for you to do that on your Instagram, because then it's done. You're just owning it. Not standing, not posing. This is me. This is me, a 50-year-old man that works out, that does worry about the way I look, and I'm sick and tired of it, and I just want to change it. Mm. And I would say that to any listener. Just do it in your own way. Find a way that you just, all of your fears, you just get them done and get them out of the way. And then it's like, oh, you know, like when something's really nagging you, like a bill or like something like that, and you do it, and you think, why didn't I just fucking do that before? You... People could just, and that's why I say to women, do, do it, do it on your Instagram and tag me in and I'll repost it. And somebody the other day did it and it taken her all week and the kids had said not to do it and don't do it and did it and she did it and she felt amazing. I'm going to take the trousers off. <laughs> if you like what you've seen and heard, <laughs> okay, say, say you it. like it. There we go. <laughs> Is that what you mean? Bye guys. Is that what you mean? Bye guys.